Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez, this in every episode. And guys, as you know, we're in full festival season. Um, so much still to come. So much has happened already. We hope that you and your loved ones are getting out there, supporting musicians, supporting your local festivals, and uh, just kind of getting out of the state of the world a little and connecting with the arts. And we just came back from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, guys, from the Blue Ox Music Festival uh, 2022. It, it took uh, took uh, place in the uh, in the Pines Music Park, in the Badger State. Massive thank you to Karen Wells Berlander and uh, Pert Neil uh, Sandstone and everybody there for taking good care of us and inviting J Rod concerts over, guys. And in this special episode, we sit down with the Cosmic Country Captain of the World, Daniel Donato himself. He has actually created his own genre. He's Nashville-based. Uh, we see him quite a bit around Music City, as well as Mason Vi of Old Crown Medicine Show, also a Nashville staple, good friend. So we sit down with each of them. We talk a lot about uh, different things, about touring, uh, empathy, different subjects. So we hope you guys enjoy it. And we encourage all of you to check out the Blue Ox Music Festival. Uh, more information at blueoxmusicfestival.com. Uh, it was a great festival. You know, we saw people like Samantha Fish with our good friend Sarah Tomek on the drums. We saw um, uh, Sam Bush. We saw um, Joseph. We saw a lot of great bands. So thank you guys uh, for inviting us over. So let's jump straight to it. Blue Ox Music Festival on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Daniel, the legend, Donato and Will. How you guys doing? Doing great. And we are doing well. Is this um, is this lab on? Yeah, is this yeah, mic on? Hot mic. Uh, cool. It's hot mic. So <laughs> it yeah. feels hot. <laughs> so we're at Blue Ox Music Festival in Wisconsin, but um, which is I don't know where we are anymore when I'm with you, Dan. But basically, because like I see you all over the country, man. You're like you live and uh, you as well. You guys leave jaws on the floor, all over. I mean, I've seen you in like rooster walking the past month i'm forgetting where else maybe bonnaroo last week bonnaroo i saw you at bonnaroo last week too man. Yeah. i didn't see your yeah. set but i saw you like around the grounds yeah man you're just like a busy dude man yeah so first of all dan let me ask you like about your health like how do you take care how are you always in such peak state because you're always and like you know looking energetic rested what's the secret man the guys will admit like i i just have this reservoir that is in tune with something that is pretty depthless. Yeah. You know, and I can just, we can just go and go and um, just roll. You know, we're gonna do 140 shows. Yeah, like Will's used that metaphor a lot. Because uh, a lot of the times it can, it can kind of be disrupted when everyone else is calm. You know, but like after the show last night, like I'm in the hotel room, like working on a song or like I'm uh, listening back to the set or, you know, I just kind of just go. It's not, in other words, it's not work for you. It's just like, you're like, you're living the dream. You're yeah. doing what you love, man. Yeah. So it's unlimited. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It is. And how does it feel, Will, to like, you know, to work with someone like that, like a guitar virtuoso, like, you're also amazing, but like, does he like push you guys to like a new level? Like, how does it feel, you know, to, to, to work with someone at that level? Um, you know, it's like, 
in the beginning where where the job is more about execution and you're like getting comfortable with what you're doing there's that part of it and um, you sort of like learn what your tempo is together you know and um, so it is about like getting on the same alignment with that and like committing to the pace you're willing to work at and like that the kind of level that it takes to be able to pull things off at a pace like that I feel like as we get to know each other like better as like I mean at this point we've played over a hundred shows together when you get to know each other better you learn how to support each other like even further than that where it's like it's not just like I'm gonna catch you when you fall it's like hey I'm gonna help you pull back when it's like it's time to pull back a little bit right here like something like that absolutely you know so it's all support 100 shows and like you guys have such camaraderie on stage how do you guys like because I'm not an artist I have a lot of artist friends obviously in Nashville but like how do you guys deal with like you know little squirmings of like family issues like uh, like just making sure that you guys don't hate each other because you're spending so many hours together it's just like a family you know it's like there are some days there are some days where there's not camaraderie on stage and but there's honesty with emotion yeah you know i can get pissed yeah. on stage or will can get pissed or and you and you, and you butt egos but it's almost like the difference between happiness and, and something that is meaningful where it's like it, it's happiness is more of a honeymoon thing that happens and but then you get into the stage of a yeah and, and you get into this stage of a relationship that is meaningful and what meaningful means is that you persist both through the dark and the light and you find a way to come out like a phoenix through the ashes through whatever the situation presents and that is you know that's what music's about and that's what relationships are about and that's what any persistence of a vision truly is, is is you going through the ups and the downs and coming out and persisting with patience and positivity through um and so we just do it we just get it done even we left on um we left two days ago uh, we had a seven hour drive to get to this gig that we had in wisconsin and you know a few hours before that drive the three of us and my manager were meeting because we kind of had these we had some qualms in the band that we had to discuss sure, sure. we had to get them done and you know and it's like but we got the van two hours later and we were totally cool, totally cool. and it's like it's good it's good housekeeping like for sure yeah, housekeeping. it's good housekeeping i mean like you you always have to be able to sort of bring your issues forward before they become a problem that is like more rooted you know yeah. it's like pull pull it out before it becomes too much of a thing. Obviously on the road, um, it's a difficult place to like do that kind of thing, but we try to just make each other feel good about being able to do that, and that like just keeps our issues Absolutely. relatively contained. We don't let it grow out of control. You know? It's working, it's working. Yeah. And then you have such a busy day, so thank you. Let me, let, let me leave you with this, because you're playing twice tonight, it's unbelievable, but let me leave you with this, your podcast. Yeah. You have, I mean, I'm a podcaster, and you know, that's what we do full time. So much respect to what you're doing because you're one of the most popular podcasts in the country, man. And it's awesome. But what I like the most about it is your empathy with your guests. Like you, like you could be a therapist, man, if you weren't like a musician. Where did this come from? Where does this understanding of like the soul come from? It's unbelievable. I don't know, man. I, I've, I've always had a, a spiritual fascination with things. Yeah. And um, music was the first thing in my life that really allowed me to have a medium to dive into that realm. Right. Things have always been so spiritual for me. Um, just my entire life I've always followed that. 
have always been a, what's the term now, omnist? Omnist, yeah. Omnist, where it's, it's someone who doesn't subscribe to a particular religion, but they yeah. find a derived truth in any one of them. Yeah. I guess I'm one of those. And I love talking about those things and exploiting those things and uh, exploring as well and just seeing how they can um, enhance my life and then anyone who else wants to listen enhance their life and musicians uh, especially they kind of fall into this niche of society in terms of they're more or less a nexus for a religious experience for people even if they don't know it's a religious experience music is a religious experience it's like you know when you, when you love when I loved uh, Lord of the Rings as a little kid it was a religious thing for me you know and, and then that, and, and that's the thing about music is people don't even know it some do but a lot don't and a lot of musicians don't even know it a lot of musicians tell me they don't believe in God or they don't believe in anything it's like but you play music that's a little interesting to me because where's all this coming from you know and, um, so but the whole goal of the Lost Highway podcast is to show the, the, the philosophical side of cosmic country you know what I mean and, and show how it, it really is a this uh, chasm of, of only benevolence and um, and uh, potential yeah and just diving into that and discovering your true potential and fulfilling the, the greatest person that you can be because there's a lot of shit in life Absolutely. there's a lot of reasons to, to not do things or to not try things and and there's a lot of people that are always going to try to persuade you or water down your vision and you might even do it to yourself and you not know it so if I if I can do anything in life to just remind people and to perhaps maybe be a beacon of some degree to trying yeah next time I don't want to do something I'm gonna be lazy on a Sunday I'm just gonna think of you guys yeah yeah playing a show absolutely you know so people ask like um, like um what day you're playing and I'm like if you're going to play 140 shows in a year you have to get rid of days yes because you have because Monday feels different than a Friday 100%. feels different than a Saturday you have to get rid of days and just exist in time um, so yeah. Danny thank you always a pleasure thank you yeah what an honor thank you guys yeah. friend of the show howdy howdy Good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah. Oh, I know. We're out here where Paul Bunyan was, you know, chopping down them trees back in the day with Babe the Blue Ox, and I reckon that's where they named this after. Do you even know like where you are sometimes? Like, you know, I just wake up and I'm here. You know, I, I mean, I, I have a, a horrible uh, conception of geography, so uh, I know we're up north right now. <laughs> But it feels warm, you know. It feels yeah, great. It's a nice summer day. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great day up here. You're traveling so much that, like, you know, it's like every state, you know. Where am I? Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. Day. Wake I just, up in a bus, you come out, you play. I mean, I have some kind of notion, but like. Uh, totally agree. I did I actually didn't realize this festival was up north. Really. Yeah. But I've, I've, it's one of those festivals where I've always wanted to come here for a while now because yeah. they, they feature a lot of bluegrass acts here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, growing up, I always thought about like maybe maybe I could book a gig here one day you know and then to come here and get to play is you know it's a real treat Absolutely. man and let me ask you about like your name is becoming like such a like lovable name in Nashville you oh, know like you. absolutely it's like everybody yeah dude it's like you know you're like you're becoming a staple like of the community wow. like more and more Wow. And one of the things you're right. doing, yeah, dude, even before Old Crow, you know that. And you have a really great new project that we were talking about off camera. Yeah. What's the name of that project? Intergalactic Tightrope. Oh is it like some cosmic? It's very cosmic Americana kind of vibe. It's, I mean, it's still got a lot of rock and roll. It, it was a brainchild of 
me and my buddy Charlie, and we're not, we're not, I'll be honest, you know, we're not taking it super seriously. Right. We're just doing it for fun at, we've only played at D's. Yeah. But it's funny that you've heard, you've yeah, heard about I, this. Yeah, people were raving about it. When, when, when I'm off tour with Old Crow, we'll just play over there. Dude, I love that. Every, you know, whenever I get a chance, but it's hard because I had to like, I had to cancel one day where I couldn't do it. But the cool thing about it, it's not, and I, I love being a part of a project where I'm not totally relied upon to be there. Yeah. Where I can have such a band of heavy hitters where the show's gonna go on. That's what I love about this show. Right. And you know, and other stuff too. But that like, it's called Mason and Charlie's Intergalactic Tightrope thing. So I started with my buddy Charlie Chamberlain. Yeah. Got a bunch of great guys in there. Christian Ward on fiddle. He wrote that song, Red Daisy, yeah. uh, with Jared Walker, that Billy Strings, you know, sure. got all big. And uh, we've been playing that some in that setting. And then some other stuff that uh, me and Charlie write a lot. So just trying to go for like the birds meet like, you know, the Grateful Dead meet something more intergalactic, you know, cosmic, you know, like. Ba <laughs> I love it. Man, don't you think that like people that were like in a golden era for like Nashville, like bluegrass and what you do, I feel like, you know, when, when Laurel Canyon was happening or like, you know, the, you know, West Village, New York, people didn't know until later, like what was happening. But I feel like you coming out of Nashville, I mean, our, our mutual friend Sierra, like there's so much good shit coming out. I feel like people are going to look back at this era 20, 30 years from now, like, like something significant, no? Well... Man, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and there's a lot to sing about, yeah. definitely. And I think that's causing a lot of people to, to rise up and sing, you know, and play, play an instrument. It's a beautiful time to be singing yeah. right now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Actually, let me ask you about that. You know, when shit happens in the news, like on the real world stuff, wherever, whatever you think of it, it doesn't matter. But like, does that like affect, does that give an extra energy to the performances oh, for the day? definitely. Like tonight, we're... Yeah. We're definitely trying to take notice of some recent legislation that's been right. put into place and uh, let people know how we feel about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mason, let's talk a little bit about Old Crow and the new record and the reception and the touring. Like, how has that been going on this year, man? It's been great, man. I love this new record, Paint This Town, that uh, I've been, you know, so honored to get to be a part of. Uh, I'm the new newest Old Crow member, the Young Crow. Yeah. This is my buddy's been called hashtag Young Crow and uh, getting to sing on that and, uh, and you know, be a part of the whole album was a, a mind blowing process for me to just kind of jump straight in to join the band without having played a show before right. and then go straight into the studio. Right. So it was it was a lot of fun and, and I, I love the song so much. Catch is such a great songwriter yeah. as well and it's kind of a turn you know, a little bit genre-wise for the band. It's more heavy on the rock and roll side of things. Uh, but it's funny because we we already got another album in the works. Yeah, that's around the corner. That uh, it's already been recorded that I'm on, and and it's kind of a and that one is it's cool because it's kind of a turn towards the roots again. This next one that's going to come out after this. Yeah, but we've been painting the town, and uh, I think the the fan response has been great. The paint this town song, it's you know. It's like a, a roots, almost mixed with like a yacht rock kind of like party vibe. Like, so, you know, some kind of like a John Cougar Mellon camp, kind of like a Glory Days feel behind it. And uh, I just love it. I think it's a, it's a crowd pleaser. Is it more fun to play like the songs that like you were part of, like from the beginning? 
more than the ones that were before you? It's funny that you ask that because I like playing some of the new stuff and I, I love being it, you know, because I get to bring my own take on it as a new member, you know, it's like, I'm, I was the person who recorded on this, you know, whatever I do is how it, you know, originally sound. But I also kind of love having that map of, I've listened, because before I joined the band, I was a huge, I was a huge old curtain. So it's it's almost, I hate to, you know, I hate to say this, but it's, it's, it's almost nice having the map of like someone who killed it, you know, absolutely rocked it and to be like, all right, I can just do that, you know, and put my own definition on it and it, it, it's a little it's a little easier you know in some ways but uh and it's fun too because like getting to sing like i was saying those songs that were hits for me and and now being the voice behind some of them or getting to play along with them it's a dream you know and so that that brings a lot of joy in my heart joy joy your fury by the way dude speaking of that like hulk like fury that you bring to the stage like how do you do it like take me to the 15 minutes before you hit the stage like are you doing jumping jacks man yeah we do do jumping jacks and we we get ready there's if you've seen the show it's like it's so jam-packed with i mean it's like bam 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 song after song after song and every one of us sings lead in the band and every one of us can dance or is jumping up and down or is smiling screaming having a good time moving around the stage and i have i mean it's addicting yeah. being on the stage with with all the guys but especially catch who yeah. he's he's just a ball of energy man yeah. he's like a lightning bolt so when he, when when he hits well i i i appreciate that but he's he's like i draw a lot from him sure you know when when you when you have positivity and a, a light that's shining so bright yeah. that helps your light shine you know what I mean? And so I'm very thankful for the for the guys. So when he comes out there and he's bringing that lightning bolt, I get electrified, you know, and I get up out there and I start moving too. And it just, and then it becomes contagious. And then the whole crowd's got that lightning bolt just going, you know? And then they're going, tell it to me, tell it to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It gets, you know, it's why it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's fun old timey music that, we all here down at you know it's like it's ingrained in us some of that that you know like tell it to me and some of that that's old blues music that we've that the band dug up and is is still singing today you know that's it's like <laughs> it's a hit with old crow was actually at new year's eve in the Ryman. yeah already six months ago which is crazy um how was that that was a great show i was i was the second night have sierra who's a good friend i feel like her almost a little bit right now with this <laughs> the flowers and everything on my head, you know, because she. Festival people get it. Love Sierra to death, so that was great to get to Sierra Farrell. For anyone listening, uh, for her to you know open up the show because she's been an old time buddy of mine before I joined the band, and also it was wow, wow, what a amazing landmark performance to get to play at the Ryman, and uh, not only that, but it was also like it was a good show. Show. It felt there's some shows you know you play and you're playing some landmark place right. and it's just like that was okay you know it's so great to play here but I didn't do the best you know yeah. but that one it was that one was fun that was we all I felt like I felt that really solid about bubble, yeah and and then my you know my my family was there my girlfriend's family was there I had a lot of friends yeah. and family the audience that night so it was a it you know it felt like a a family holiday. It was, and I'm looking forward to do it again and again and again because yeah. I know it's a it's a tradition for the band. Yeah.
that one felt good. I'm glad you were there because it was, in my opinion, it was a great show. We all we also don't always dress up. Like our festival attire is kind of like um, we got like pearl snap shirts and some jeans. Yeah. And, uh, but we're, yeah, we all dressed up in like a tux for, for that show. I mean, it makes sense because we're at the mother church of country music. It has so much history there. We gotta, we gotta show some respect. I love it. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for joining, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.